What's up, everybody? I'm TJ. And I'm Kelsey. And we are the, the Nashville, Nashville Wine Duo. Duo. Drinking some Moscato. Sparkling right Moscato. Delish. Right. Where are we? Can we you are actually on, say it? No, we're on location <laughs> and I'm having a hard time saying. Patsy, right? Is it recording? Record oh, yeah. Yes. And we're here. Amazing. So, yeah. cheers for life. Hot we're going bottles. to drink Prosecco, white Prosecco. Wait, say your name first. Oh, hi. My name is Ronnie Stark. I'm Pene Pazze founder and owner. Yes. And tell us what Pene Pazze is. Pene Pazze. So, we know our logo. Um, we have a pea made out of the pasta. Oh, okay. Okay. So this you just is showed us on the chair. <laughs> yeah. So the pea, uh, this is the pea, mm -hmm. and the penne is the, this type of pasta. Okay. Right? And pazze means craziness because we're oh. crazy good Italian cuisine. And we basically want to uh, introduce to the national market our Italian uh, cuisine, which is traditional with fusion. So it's um, it's not American Italian, it's Italian Italian, but we do a little, we call, couple of the dishes are called gourmet dishes, which is like uh, more sophisticated than the traditional basic Italian cuisine, because the Italian cuisine is um, is really simple. It's about sim fine, really fine ingredient, but you mix three to four ingredients. Not like, uh, for example, which besides Italian cuisine, my um, my favorite cuisine is Asian cuisine. Mm. And Asian cuisine, when you when you throw thing in in the wok, for example, you throw probably like 10, 15 ingredients, like a lot. So it's extreme. Italian is simple really like three to four ingredients you mix because you really want to emphasize the flavor of each ingredient. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in the other side, you have the Asian, which I like. I'm, I'm not trying to insult. I really like the Asian. <laughs> it's my favorite cuisine besides, but it's different. You mix a lot of and it's a lot of uh, more flavors. And so we want to um, bring our cuisine in the best way that people will uh, appreciate the ingredient that we, we get and, and the quality we put in each dish. Awesome. awesome. So tell us like your background, like how you got started in this. And can I pour you some wine? Yes. Oh, I didn't <laughs> you drink don't my even have to ask. All right. You can All always right. pour the wine. All right. There's going to be more than the little sip we had he before. He makes me want to speak like in my Italian You can't, accent. you can't. Oh, don't, no, 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 don't do it. Please. I I'm, want some Prosecco. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> now I'm, I'm, I'm upset now that I don't have Ricardo here, my Italian chef, because he has this accent that you're talking about. He could um, give us some insight from his um, perspective. But all right. So, Pene Pazze. Um, cheers. Cheers again. Cheers. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's good. Well, I guess in Italian, don't you say salute? Salute. 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 And, and when you go like this, uh -huh. you're doing chin chin. Ching ching? Chin chin. This is ching the Italian way. You say ching ah. ching? Yeah. You oh, go so chin. Salute. Chin chin. Chin chin. Or salute or chin chin. Oh, just say chin chin. You go like chin chin. Oh, chin chin. <laughs> chin chin. It sounds it's really. It's not Asian. <laughs> it's Asian. Oh my She's doing the Asian fusion. No, I know. It's not, it's not, it's not it's Asian, Italian, but, it's, yeah, but it's really Italian. Ching ching. I'm going to be so embarrassed by you this whole entire 
podcast, you have to stop. Just talk in your normal voice. Uh, Please tell us your background. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. It's always better to do a podcast on a, on a glass of wine. Um, in our case, it's going to be glasses of wine. My background. So I'm born to an Italian family. I raised in Israel. So I'm half Israeli, half Italian. Business-minded, Israeli, culinary side, Italian. And I used to play basketball. Uh, I used to be a professional basketball player. I did, I did two seasons in the pros. And then um, I went to law and business school. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and since I uh, was really young, since my parents were both doctors, I used to cook my own food all the time. And since we were a little snobbish about food because my mama is Italian and she was great cook, um, we didn't have to, we, we weren't this kid that like you have something ready and you couldn't, when you're going to put it in the microwave, you basically just boil um, a pan of water and then you make yourself just pasta every day for lunch, like the Italian way. So I'm cooking myself pasta since I'm probably six years old, wow. like alone. And, and when I was 12 years old, my dad died. And I remember, and my mom still was a doctor, she, so she was a lot outside the house. And, and, and I was or in basketball practices because I used to have like every day besides one day basketball. And I remember I never wanted to feel alone when I came home because my older brother wasn't always there and my mother wasn't there. So I always brought people over and I made them pasta. They always say, hey, can we come? come over and you will cook us some pastas like yeah so it was like a social thing for me yeah. to cook to my friends and I grew up uh, since I would say maybe fifth grade like I was probably 11 years old no S sixth grade I was 12 years old and I was keep bringing friends until forever like it started then and all the time I bring people over and I get my technique get better <laughs> And I remember like moving from the dry pasta to making my own fresh pasta and, and become a thing like coming to me to, to like my place and we're going to cook together. We're going to make like just great food. And I basically fell in love with the concept of making people happy while feeding them. So basically that's the purpose why I created Panepatze, like makes people happy through their stomach. Like yeah. that was my, my passion. And after I graduated law and business school, didn't want to be a lawyer. I knew I wanted to do a cool Italian concept in the States um, because I, I just thought it will be a great market for it. And I always wanted to live in the States. Um, I, back in the day, also got accepted to three different schools, NCAA school to play scholarship basketball, and I didn't do it because my mom convinced, convinced me to stay in Israel to, to study law and business. And then it sort of like was, was in my bones to, I, I gotta do some time like living in the States. I just loved it. So I graduated law school and I didn't want to be a lawyer. I did a law, in, I was a law internship in Israel. You uh, finish law school, you do one year of internship and then you do the bar exam. One month into the uh, internship, I knew that there is no way I'm going to be a lawyer. Like, I was sitting there for like, I got it in the morning after 45 minutes, already like, oh my God, I'm falling asleep. Like, it's, it, was, it was terrible. It was terrible for me, and I tried to explain my mother, which 
um, we, we think different. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm, I have the entrepreneur mindset and she is a doctor mindset, which is amazing. Don't get me wrong, I admire my mama. And, but she's more like, go the secure way. Like yeah. you gotta get the profession and you gotta do the right thing because you, God forbid what's gonna happen. And, and I'm more about, you know what? Life is short, mm -hmm. let me pursue my dreams, my passion. And, and and that's and, and that's the only way to to live your life. That's that's what I go by. Um, and I literally got a mentor. I, um, oh, we have people come. No. No, we're close. <laughs> no. Is there anything open in this building today for food? There's the donut place upstairs. So not lunch. Didn't look, uh, didn't look like it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Five Sorry. points. Five points is right down the road. It's yeah, good. it's like. Yeah, it's like two blocks down, down the road. Thank you so Sorry. Much. Oh, no, okay. you're good. You want, oh, let me lock the door. Yeah. We're good. We can also cut part of it out, can't we? Yeah. Yeah. Just leave it going. <coughs> they look open. It was just three people in here. <laughs> looks open. <laughs> looks open. Uh, <laughs> no one's here. There's no one cooking. <laughs> There's no food. Anyway. All right. Uh, you remember what was the last thing I said? You were talking about how, um, like, you live by, like, doing your passion. Okay. And you yeah. knew that you couldn't, like, walk away from that. Okay. So, um, put this away so it won't give you this, like, weird bzzz, <laughs> Yeah. You know? And, all right. So, I found a mentor. I knew I wanted to have someone to guide me because my dream was not to create a restaurant. My dream was to create a concept that we can make it a chain and open 100 restaurants in the US market, um, um, fulfilling this dream, like doing a food Italian, an open Italian kitchen concept, like cool vibe. Um, self-service, there will be chef quality food, but like super casual vibe. And I found this mentor and we spent almost two years together writing my vision, like what will be the vision, what will be the final result. And then from there we took what values needs to exist um, in, in, in order to fulfill the vision. And then we did like, and, and so we took vision, we did values and we did targets. And then part of the targets was going to fly to Italy to do uh, pizza chef course, which is Pizzaiolo course, which is where I met Ricardo. Ricardo is my restaurant manager and the Pizzaiolo, which is the pizza chef. And he created all the pizza here and we, and he's here from day one. He's, uh, he's So he's from Italy, you went and met him in Italy and then he we, came here to do we this? We met in Italy in wow. Florence. He's Sicilian, but he, uh, but we uh, met in Florence because that's where the restaurant he worked at and he was my teacher at that the wow. school in Florence. And we became, um, really good friends and we've spent like almost uh, a month together um, every night cooking so finishing um, the school um, drinking some wine getting like good buzz and just cooking together yeah. and having a great time and, and I told him you know it was it was a real um, it was a, a real um, love from first sight I love this this guy from yeah. the moment I saw him um, and I told him, once I'm going to open my concept in the U.S., you have to come with me. He said, all right, we'll see, we'll talk. And then one year later, I told him, do you want to come? He said, 
Not really. I, I love my life here in, uh, in, in uh, Sicily and uh, I, I want to stay in Italy. And then we, 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 we got pushed back because like building-wise and everything and then a couple months later I reached out to him again and was like, listen, just come for 10 days, refresh my memory on, on the dough because the dough we do and, and we'll talk about it later. It's called Pinza, P-I-N-S-A, it's not the normal pizza, it's a, a little different and it's a little bit more complicated and it was telling him, hey, just come help me for 10 days just to open and, 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 then, and then we'll talk. And then this also got delayed and maybe two, three months later, I called him and I was like, listen, um, talk to my immigration lawyer. I can pay your visa for one year. Would you come for one year? He said like, yes. I was like, okay. <laughs> so so if I flew him actually to Israel because our case was in the Israel embassy and, and he came and he came out and I was really nervous outside waiting for him. Um, and and two hours later he came out with a big smile and I was like, how was it? She's like, oh my God, this was amazing. I was like, she got you the visa? I said like, yes, and where's your passport? And he goes like, I don't know, you told me don't say too many things. So I just gave her the passport and I walked away. I was like, oh, no. So I was like, okay. So make long story short, he got the visa and he came with me um, like probably a month before we were ready here. And he helped me literally scrubbing the ceiling from all wow. the dust that been here. And he was here from day one. Uh, cr help, like cre we created the menu together and we did literally everything together. The beginning was just me and him and another guy um, from morning to till night and we opened two days before COVID started. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. So, and people think, oh my God, COVID was the worst luck in the world. And I'm telling you, no, COVID was the best thing ever happened to really? us. Really? Because yes, because it gave us the opportunity to learn the business. We never, I never owned the business before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it led us the opportunity to, to learn everything, how to make everything. And it was me and him and another guy. And we used to come at nine in the morning, live at 1 a.m. at night. Um, at some point after like a couple of weeks, we were being exhausted. I got us an air mattress and we used to take turns during the, during oh the day gosh. where it was slow to just like nap Sweet. a little bit and wow. just relax. And, and slowly um, we, we, we grew and, and our sales got better. And, um, and, and we adjust immediately, like when COVID started, we immediately started like doing um, deliveries and, and pickup because we, we, we never... Yeah, I was going to ask you, were you guys open we, at all? Like We were, we but, were open. But, but you were but, sending it out. Yeah, but yeah. we're saying out. At the beginning, we thought, okay, we're going to start really slow, like seeing what's going on. And then slowly, when we feel comfortable, we'll do the, the, the pickup and delivery. We don't want to overwhelm mm -hmm. ourselves. But since COVID happened, we needed to adjust immediately, which is... It's basically what you need to do in business, right? When unexpe un, un, uh, um, unexpected things happen, you gotta adjust, mm -hmm. and, and that's what we did, and and um, and that's how we started. And slowly, it's uh, picked up. And then there was one day, maybe I think five months after we were open, we're still relatively new and, and slow, slow. Like sales got in better and better and better, but uh, one day. Um, um, this lady came in the restaurant and I was the chef, the pasta chef, and I was the pasta chef for the first two years. So Ricardo was the pizza guy and I was the, the, the main pasta and I was cooking and um, this girl coming with her mother and they order like three or four dishes and I'm, 
Uh, and I'm explaining her every day, she, and every time I'm explaining, she's pulling her phone out, she's taking a, a mm -hmm. video and pictures, and, um, and, and she loved it. And in the end of the meal, she goes, do you mind if I, um, if I put in my social media? And I was like, of course, like, you know, every, every customer walks in here, tag us in their social media. So mm -hmm. I didn't think it's a big deal. And, and, and then it was a Monday, I think, the phone, my phone, which is the phone associated with the restaurant, started like getting calls after calls after calls, and and, and I'm going like, what's going on? It's a Monday. Like, why right. we have like 50 calls, and and my wife is going like, maybe you should consider opening on a Monday. So like, listen, I don't know what's going on, but and she just moved. She just uh, uh, moved from out of the states to 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 live here, and she goes like what's going on? Like, I said, like, I have no clue. And the day after we opened the restaurant and we have uh, people lined up the door. Lined? Line, wow. Like, oh my unreal, gosh. Like, what's going on? And the girl that, uh, she's like, oh, I posted the, the thing on TikTok and you already uh, reached like 75,000 views. Oh my gosh, wow. And the day after it was like already 100,000. And basically this, um, from that moment, we never looked back. So it's, that girl uh, was just like a TikTok influencer. She or was a TikTok influencer, and it's funny because I I'm gonna say it quick. It's uh there was one podcast which called How I Build This with Guy Raz, which is talking about um, how we build like different. Uh, he, he interview people. He do podcasts with people who yeah. build like big, big brands. And he was talking one time about Chipotle with the Chipotle owner and founder, and uh, and then they're talking about. Um, he asked him how, like, how did you do this? So he's explaining that his uh, dream was to um, to make um, a Michelin star restaurant, and he was a chef, and he didn't have time. So he said, "All right, I'm going to open a taco place, just like because it doesn't need a lot of investment." So I started with five tacos, and um, and we started, and we had like really good success. I think that he said they started as a food truck, the first location, and then after a couple of months, the guy from um, New York Times show up, yeah. just like did a little article about them. Uh, I'm just comparing the eras, yeah. right? Like yeah. the '90s yeah. compared to 2020 to 2020. Yeah. And, and he published this article about them, and then basically from that moment they, they never looked off. back. Yeah. So the same for us, like that girl which was a TikTok influencer with like, um, I don't know, million followers or whatever, came here, just did one, one TikTok about us and sort of from, from then we never looked back, which was like really fun and, and, and interesting. And, and that's how, that was the first kick, like real kick for us to start like moving um, towards like increasing sales and everything and ex more exposure. And, and and, and and that's all. That's, that's, that's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. That's a cool story. And honestly, like, I, I guarantee you, if it wasn't her, it would have been somebody else that would have posted about it. Because it sounds like you have something really authentic happening here. I, I believe so. I I really think that um, once you once you build a fun place to come with good product, because yeah. we, we we have good product, and we I, I think it's actually great product and. Um, and we emphasize our DNA, even though it's a self-service concept, we really engage with every customer and we want to make them feel welcome in here. That like they, I, I want to give the customers the feeling 
like I used to put all my heart to my friend when they, yeah, they when they used to yeah. came to my house uh, and that's the and that's the vibe like treat every customer that walks in here like he's your friend that you want to just makes him happy and that's the DNA when we hire people we try we try to give them the the, the penne pazza DNA mm. the um, and it's connecting to what I told you before which uh, with the um, this route I did with my mentor to create Penepatze. So each customer, it's uh, employee that we hire here, we want to give him the um, the tools, the the DNA, the identity of what we do. So mm -hmm. they will deliver the message of how we do the things and how yeah. we treat our customers. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, customers is our is is our most important thing. They're, they're, they're coming here, they're paying their best money to, to, to be in here, and we have to, and I'm telling my employees, you gotta remember, every person that walks in the door in here, you gotta treat them the best, because they're paying your salary, they're paying mm. our, our money, that's yeah. paying my salary that I'm feeding my family with, and, and you have to, and, and, and it's, maybe sounds really, 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 uh, crazy, but most people doesn't think this way, right? <laughs> and they yeah. take things for granted, and they yeah. don't treat customer with respect, and they think like, all right, like they will come, they will leave, other people will come. It doesn't work like this. So yeah. we really, really care uh, about our customer, and we really emphasize um, um, this personal relationship that we have with each one that walks in here, and and I and and that's our goal to. Um, this is our first location. We're two, I would say, four to five weeks from opening our second one, and we're looking for the third one already. And and the the big the biggest challenge will be consistent with the quality of food, and and with the customer service that we give our our uh, customers. So that's our goals to 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 keep them like the best as we as we do now. Yeah, yeah. So in four or five weeks, you're going to open up your second location. Yep. And that's in Murfreesboro, Tennessee? It's in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the Fountains, which is um, basically a market. And it's on Medical Parkway, which is the most popular uh, boulevard, I would call it, in, in Murfreesboro, probably like five minutes from MTSU. So it's a great location. I'll have to tell your mom about yeah, it. She'll yeah. go okay. nuts over so it. So now <laughs> is, is Ricardo going to go out there and teach so them? So Ricardo going to go out there and, and, and be, and be. it's going to be both of us at the beginning, actually. Mm -hmm. Now we have our team here is great, and um, and they're ready to take off without us. We I will be, we will be visiting and, and staying on, on top of everything here but we me and him are gonna go there and, and uh, train the team yeah. and, and try to teach them all the dna of how we do the things and we're really organized so we we have a book with everything of how we do and and so we're trying to keep everything really professional and i think the first six months will be mainly there at the beginning yeah. until we'll feel free to let them do their things so. yeah We'll have to go out there when they're oh my gosh. opening and yes. shout them out and totally. talk about it, eat it. Totally. Eat the good pasta. Yes, oh, I'm already like, I'm like just hearing about the whole story. I'm like, I can't wait to try the food too. Next yeah. Time. So tell us your top, what's your like most popular uh, dishes that you guys sell here that people really enjoy so people can know. Kind I want to give you a really generic answer that I'm not sure you're going to like. Oh, it's but, okay. But I'm going to give, I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm gonna combine with a cool story. Okay. okay. So I was the chef, and this 60 years old guy 
uh, walks in the restaurant with his wife and with his daughter. Daughter's probably 35 years old, his wife the same age as him. He's sitting right there like in front of, of um, the, cook, the pasta cooking uh, station. And I'm cooking. And he goes, what's your best? And I was like, hard to say, man. And he goes like, what is, uh, what's your favorite one? Listen, I'm telling him, it's, um, I created the menu with Ricardo, so I feel like each dish is like my, like my kids, you know? It's like, I will ask you, who's your favorite child? He's with no hesitation. <laughs> no hesitation, he goes, my son. So the daughter and his, and his wife started dying laughing. And, 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 and I love to say this story because, um, um, because when people ask me what's, what's the best, I'm honestly, we, we created a menu that can be vegan, vegetarian, um, uh, meat, uh, meat and, 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 and everything you want. So yeah. from, from really simple to like a little bit more uh, complicated. So it's literally appealing to vegan people, vegetarian, uh, meat lovers. And, and I'm telling people, whatever you read the menu, when you see one ingredient you feel like you want to eat, take this, we make it good. So, and, and, and it's true because we really, we see our breakdown of sales. So yeah. yes, I'm going to talk about our top four best sellers, which is a little bit more than the others, yeah. but really sell, our menu sell, like all of yeah. it sells. And, and, and it's, it's amazing because you know, when, when, you, when we open the place, it took me probably two years to be in the place to be confident. All right, we're doing something right because the first two years, like, are we a fraud? Like, yeah. who are we? Right? Like, are we are we convincing ourselves are we um, selling good food or it's really is good food? Like, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, you can't tell until you really um, and. And, and after three years now, I know that we, our food is amazing and people loving it. And we created really balanced food, which is, it's, I don't know if it's, it's, might be a little luck involved with it. You know, I feel like when you create something, um, if you work hard, you do the right thing, it will happen. But always, always it's, it's not just luck that will fall, something fall from the sky and hit you. It's not this definition of luck, but things that you created will, let's say that the star will arrange your way because you made a couple of things to make them happen this way, if, mm -hmm. you, if you understand what I'm saying. And, and so we got to the point that our menu is really is simple but balanced and it's appealing to everyone. And, 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 and after I did this like detour, I'm going to touch the, the, real, the real answer for the question. So our pizza, for the two pizza we sell the most is our pizza pizza, which is basically a margarita with pesto and burrata cheese in the middle, mm. um, which is our best seller product in the restaurant. And, and I don't know if you know what's burrata, but it's basically yeah. a bowl of mozzarella that yeah. you cut and spread on the Love pizza burrata. and people loving it. And, and the other, actually there is two. Uh, uh, after the pizza, which is uh, the pinza mayala, which is a mid-lover one. It's a sausage salami and porchetta, mm. which is really good. And the second one is actually a spicy honey pepperoni, Ooh. which um, that sounds really yeah, good. which is really good. It's uh, it's actually I don't want to tell you in the podcast how I created it. I will tell you yeah. off, <laughs> off the record. But one time after I was like, 
in the night, in the night, I, I, I had a really, uh, I was craving something like meat and sweet, and I created this pizza. Oh so, so I created it like literally in 2 a.m. in the morning, the day after I was like, all right, I'm coming to the restaurant, I want to try this, this recipe, and we put it on the, on the pizza special of the day, and it became the best seller, and we put it in the menu right now, so it's actually, that's how we credit i'm happy you you got it we don't have to tell more than that yeah the stars <laughs> were aligning yeah. and, and and so so this this pizza wise and pasta wise we have our nonna paola nonna in italian is um, is grandma and paola is my mother i wanted to name a dish after my mother and i created this dish which my mom would not be approved by the way by oh. this dish because for her it will be too many ingredients in this dish but uh but it's basically uh, pesto dish with sun-dried tomato and confit garlic, mm. and, and 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 people loving it. That and, sounds and, good. And it's one of the best seller. And the second one is Dalmatriciana, which is basically a pancetta, which is Italian Italian bacon. Pancia in Italian is uh, is stomach, so pancetta is a bacon from the stomach. Mm. Um, which you can also, the, the real Amatrichana you make or with pancetta or with guanciale. Guanciale is, the, is this part, uh, the, the, cheeks. the cheeks from the cow oh. um, or the pork. And, but we make it with pancetta. So it's basically the Amatrichana is pancetta and tomato. That's all. So it's really simple and, and people loving it. So the, the Nona Paola and the Amatrichana is the best. Um, uh, bestseller for pasta and I don't know if you know but last year we were named by uh, I don't remember this it's a radio station they have like almost a million followers on Instagram and whatever they named best pasta in the US for each state what? and I don't know how but they picked penne pasta for great. Tennessee wow. <laughs> they picked penne pasta for Tennessee which was amazing and I was it was like, all right, that's cool, <laughs> and, and so so this happened, and we were named the best. That there were there was a leash on national guru of the best Italian restaurant in town, and and they put us first, and there was another one on the best pizza in town that they put us first, which is it's fun. It's it's just giving you this confidence that yeah. we, we're doing the right thing and people loving it, and. and that's mainly it. That's, That's good. Awesome. I respect that answer. Him going, you know what? Every item on this menu. Oh yeah. I stand behind. Totally. I mean, I think you, you have know, to have confidence. You go too by sales, you... but yes. When I when you sit down and order anything off this plate, you're gonna be wild. And yeah. we, and, and and we mean it. You know, when yeah. people when people come in, when people coming in here, we tell them. Um, it goes like, hey, but can I? Uh, there is a dish called campanelle pazza, which is confit garlic, which is local garlic and olive oil, which give the garlic like it's you touch it's like salt. Does that mean it's cooked in fat? It's cooked in olive oil it's for two hours. Oh. So everything confit is like long cook. For some it's, reason, I thought that was like fat, maybe because of like duck confit. But yeah, so so duck duck confit or like there is a lot of uh, version for confit, which is slow cook. It can be in fat, in oil, or whatever. Okay. So so this dish is. Uh, the campanelle pazza is uh, uh, confit garlic with uh, with cherry tomato with do confit, so we cook them slow cook and yeah. they become like sweet. Yeah. And olive um, olives, calamata olives, 
um, pecorino, which we top on each dish, and, and fresh basil. And people goes, hey, can you can you take the um, the, the garlic out, or can you take the calamari? Oh, no. It's like, listen, we every ingredient in this dish, so the tomato make it sweet. Yeah. The garlic, the, the coffee garlic make it like a little bitter, but also a little sweet. Mm -hmm. The olives make it a little um, salty, and so I recommend them. Listen. Keep it as is. Mm -hmm. If you won't like it, come back to me. Yeah. I will make you a different dish. I promise you. Like I want to, I want to make you walk out of this place um, happy and pleased, and and I will never let you go out of here. And 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 people most like I would say ninety nine percent. I don't even remember. Maybe one scenario, like literally one time. Uh, beside one time, all the other people say like, "Hey, that was so delicious!" I put it, or like parents coming. I don't know what you put in your pasta, but my kids never finished the dishes and they they, they, they almost it. ate the plates. Wow. <laughs> okay, that's because yeah. every element that you're adding plays a part in your yes, because it's plate. it's balanced. Yeah, it's balanced. Yeah. You don't you don't have to put too much of this or too much of the other ingredient. We yeah. just balance it, and and that's the main that's the main idea of what of the Italian cuisine and what we try to keep here. There is a lot of um, restaurants that are losing their identity because they want, they're, they're just like overwhelming dishes. Mm -hmm. They want to put too many of things and too much is, is not means you're, you're, um, um, how do you say, when you give a lot, it doesn't mean you're, um, it's better. It is like you can overwhelm a dish you, because, mm -hmm. for example, I was at a, at a taco place like not long ago, and and I had a taco which it was too much. Yeah. And yes, I I know that whoever made it put with all his heart to this taco, but if it was putting half of the amount, it was better. It was a better bite. It was most more cost effective for the restaurant. And then I had this bite. I was like. It actually doesn't taste good. Well, that's that's my favorite part about I love Kitchen Nightmares. I love Gordon Ramsay, and that's what his number one thing when he goes into these restaurants. He's like way too much. He's like it just needs to be simple, exactly. and like you, do, it, food can be so good and simple, and you don't need to overcomplicate it. Yeah, and that's something that it's um, in uh, in in the American culture that they think the more the merrier, the better, yeah. which is not true. They actually. Actually, there is many, many more cases. The more simple, the more simple, uh, simple it is. That like simplicity. The more simple it is, the actually, the better it is. True. And we go by this. I mean, our portions are really big here. By the way, we're our portions are big. Most people doesn't finish, so they take home. And I'm happy about it, even though we, um, like, if if I'm I'm, I'm thinking uh, economical. A lot of people taking to-go stuff to take home, which costs us more money. But I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy for mm -hmm. them to have like a little leftover. And when they come home, it's like, oh my god, I have leftover panna cotta. So <laughs> oh, I love leftovers. So, so I'm happy about it. But but it's it, there is a really fine line between um, putting too much and overwhelming the dish and the experience, and like put it the right amount. And we and, and we were masterizing it the first year of panna cotta, making sure we're doing everything. And and that's why. 
every time we cook, we have a measurement cup for everything. Like mm -hmm. every dish we make, we make it with measurement cups. We know exactly, so be consistent with flavor, be consistent with food cost, which is super important to operate like a restaurant. Yeah, just like throwing everything in there, yeah. Yeah, so, so we know exactly how much we put and what's the order we put, so we keep the dishes consistent, we keep the, the, the cost consistent, and, and we can basically uh, operate more location and not just be in one place. It, you know, making sure we're doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, so you, impressed. So you guys are located in L&L Market off of Charlotte Pike. Yeah. Charlotte Avenue. So Charlotte, Charlotte, Avenue. Charlotte Avenue connect Avenue. to Charlotte Pike. So right. So once you are on the avenue, then you hit the pike. Yes. yes. Charlotte Avenue. Let's talk a little bit about these wines. Um, so far we had one. All right, wait. You're ready for your next one? Yeah. So we're going to move to, wait, I'm a little behind because I. You've been talking. I've been talking. Yeah, so I'm sorry, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, you've been talking. So. So uh, right today we're doing sparkling. Yes, because it's been it, we, so good. we we woke up feeling sparkling, right? <laughs> so, and these are all Italian. Everything we mm -hmm. so all the wines we sell here is Italian. Oh, okay, um, cool. And so we started with a, um, a Moscato, which is a rosé um, made of Moscato grapes, which is really sweet. Yeah, well, and I have to say something about this because I've tried a lot of Moscatos, and like I don't really enjoy sweet wine very much. I loved I know. that Moscato. And, and I'm going to explain you why. Yeah. Because, because the, this Moscato is sweet, but it's sweet with no added sugar. It's because the um, um, the type of grape they put in it, and and it's um, and it's the flavor is really natural. I and, loved it. And, and and it's became one of our best seller wine since we added it, like literally like three months ago, and people loving it. Super light, sweet but light and fun. Mm -hmm. um, and then on the other ones, we have sparkling Prosecco, also rosé and, uh, and white. And the last one we're going to finish is Lambrusco, which is sparkling red. And I don't know if we tried the Prosecco rosé. I don't think we did. No, we didn't. Yeah. We, did, we, did the, we did the Prosecco Yeah, yeah, white. That, and that was delicious too. And, I and, loved it. And, and, and we finished the Moscato. Now we're going to do the rosé and we finish with the Lambrusco. Wow. Oh my gosh. So good. So are you a big sparkling wine fan? Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. I'm. I'm. I'm actually more a white person. White guy. wine. Yeah. yeah. I. I like. I prefer white because I don't know. It's lighter. Mm -hmm. The red is a little bit heavier. Um, and if I do the red, I will prefer it sparkling. What would you um, pair sparkling wine with? I think. This is a little flat, let me. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna skip that one. <laughs> Straight to the Lambrusco. Yeah. <laughs> and the Lambrusco is fizzy. Is not sparkling. Right. F and, and this will, f it might feel a little flat, but it needs to feel like Pellegrino, you know, mm -hmm. that it's not like soda water. It's like a little, like, give you a little bubbly thingy. Mm -hmm. So that's the Lambrusco. It's not like sparkly like the other ones. It's like more... We really you, like Lambrusco. You, you feel the bubbles, but it's uh, it's not too much. Cheers. Ching, ching. Mm. Ching, ching. It's chin, chin. Chin, chin. Chin, chin. Yes. Chin, chin. Yes. Chin, chin. 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 Um, but yeah, back to my question. So, what and if would it's you, gonna go, anything's gonna go with sparkling. Every, uh, say it again. 
Like, what would you pair with the sparkling, with, with Prosecco? Like, what, what dishes would you... I'm going to give you an unpopular answer. Yeah. Um, there is two philosophy about wine. Mm. One of them say, hey, white, you got to pair with fish and yeah. pasta, whatever. And red, you got to do with red meat, blah, blah, blah. I don't believe in it. I'm not a big wine expert. I'm not. Um, but, but I read about it, and I'm... I'm I'm trying to learn my way, you know, to be more professional about my wine. But um, but there is the other philosophy that says, hey, this tastes good for you. It's good. It's good. Right. Uh, like, I, think, is, I think we can we, have that mentality. There, there, there is there is no like there is no set of rules um, that you gotta follow just to to be known as hey, you understand wine. No. Right. If you think a red wine, a red sparkling wine, will pair well with your steak. It work if you think your red sparkling wine would pair good with your cheesecake do it like, yeah it's so so that's my unpopular answer but but i, I believe in it yeah I we agree with that yeah we just do i mean i definitely think that there are certain wines obviously that enhance food i do think that there that true is that is a true experience but i also think that there shouldn't be rules around that Th there is but that's the thing, like, and that's why why I give you this answer. Every person's palate, taste palettes, yeah, is different. They, they work a little different. Yeah. So, so someone tell you, hey, this will makes you feel like a little itchy here, yeah. and, and it will open the flavor, blah blah. I love the sparkling mainly because they're sort of like cleaning clean your yeah. palettes, they're yeah. opening. And like the other ones, making like more flat and mm -hmm. closing them. That's why I love drinking. For, for me, like sparkling would go with everything. I think you're right, honestly. Yeah. And and that's and that's why I give you the sensor, but but um, yeah. No, this is really good. I really like the Lambrusco. Yeah, we love Lambrusco. Delicious. This is a good it's one. good. And that, that's also Gianluca. So. No, well, I have to say, I don't know. Just like talking today, and like I don't know. I know this. I'm not. I don't know. We talk all the time about like people that work really hard and we often feel like it also it always seems like the people that are assholes are the ones that like make it sometimes or have the restaurant or whatever and like the really pretentious people are the ones that always seem to get ahead and like talking to you it's just like you're such a humble person yep, and like you care about people and like you have this Thank story you. and like mm -hmm. you're one of these people like I watch Chef's Table a lot too I love that show and you remind me of the people that are on there like you have this drive and like you know the story going back to your friends making pasta for them like you've had this heart in your life for a long time and i just i've loved talking to you yes thank you thank you it's uh um, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you okay i i'm gonna give you uh, an unexpected answer like for what you say so i grew up not being a humble guy i'm not i'm not even considered a humble guy so you saying this is amazing because i think us I grew up in this concept, and as I we were getting more successful, more successful, I feel like I gotta I gotta be more humble than I used used to be because I used to be this guy um, dreaming to be a basketball player and 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 raised in conditions great conditions. Don't get me wrong, my parents were doctors, so I'm 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 not coming from like any hard background. Um, I was lucky. But um, but I was always like had this like I would say armor that will protect me, and and I was in myself, you know, just like and people feel like he's in himself, like not arrogant, but like 
maybe a little think he's better, but not because I thought it was like sort of my shield mm. to protect myself. Mm -hmm. And then as I grew up, I saw literally living my dream. I, I was dreaming to come to the States, open this concept, uh, um, married my wife, which is she's the most amazing thing I, I, I could I could dream of. Oh. And then we have I have my wife, I have two kids, I have this business. We open a second business. I feel that I'm I'm finally more ready to be like to show the world that I'm not actually this like spoiled kid that like you know like think he's the best. I'm actually trying to be more down to earth yeah. and you saying it makes 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 me feel really good so thank oh, you. I was being yeah. yes I'm, awesome. I'm being really honest okay. like I really felt that way building them up so like, yes this has been so fun thank you so much for doing this. thank yeah. you yes, thank you. yes. all yes. you guys amazing. check out Hine Patze it's not Pene it's not Pene it's Pene Patze Pene see I see I try to pronounce but I take too long on the pronunciation no 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 it's like it's Pene Pene, pene, pazze, pazze, pene, pazze. It's pene, one pene, word, pazze. two capital P's. Pene, pazze, Charlotte Avenue, before it gets to Charlotte Pike, Ellen Elmore. <laughs> yes. Murfreesboro, coming up in four weeks. And in 2024, we're going to have Franklin as well. Yeah, oh my gosh, Franklin, that would be amazing. 2024, our backyard. Yeah, our backyard. We'll be there every <laughs> yes. night. Yes. Yeah, Ryan, it's been awesome. Guys, thank you. Salute, chin chin. Lechaim, lechaim. In Hebrew, we say also Lechaim, which Lechaim. is Chaim, no. Chaim, <laughs> Chaim. No, no, it's fine, it's fine. He said Lechaim, which is good. Chaim in, in Hebrew Chaim. means li uh, life. So Lechaim for, for life, for for Vita. Vita is life in Italian. For, so for life, just celebrate life. life. Celebrate life. Yes. I love that. I love it Let's too. celebrate life. Let's do it, babe. Cheers all. Cheers. Oh, so fun.